This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's guest is Dina, the founder of Gracias, which is a mobile app where you can gift Bitcoin to your friends. And Gracias really makes Bitcoin fun. And when I was sitting down recording with Dina, I just felt like a sponge because Dina really explains what it takes when starting a company, especially a tech-based one like Gracias. And this isn't her first company either. She started a marketing company that was later acquired by Indiegogo, and then she started Gracias. So talk about a girl boss. This is one of those episodes where you really need a pen and paper to take some notes because she gets really real with us. And this is honestly probably my favorite part about doing this podcast is not only can I share this knowledge with you guys by recording these episodes and putting them out there for you, but I literally am learning so much just by interviewing these people and it's honestly so helpful for me. This is one of those episodes where I learned so much and I walked out of that podcast with so much more knowledge and also a lot more confidence to do what I love and to start something and to not be afraid of going after what you want to do and I know that you guys will love this episode with Dina. I also wanted to thank her because she is doing a giveaway for us so if you guys want to win a $100 gift card to Glossier which yes Glossier is one of my favorite brands ever. I have so many of their products. If you guys watch my YouTube videos you know I'm a huge Glossier fan. I think they are one of the best skincare and makeup brands out there at the moment and she is giving away $100 to Glossier just for signing up using the link in my show notes. So if you guys want to be entered, all you have to do is download the app using the link in my show notes and then you're automatically entered. It's literally the easiest giveaway to win. So be sure to download the app by the show notes link. So you have to use that specific link. I just want to clarify because I want you guys all to have a great opportunity to win a Glossier gift card. And obviously, subscribe to this podcast if you guys have not already. If this is your first time listening to this episode, well then be sure to subscribe. But I'm just so excited to get into this episode. I feel like there was just so much goodness shared in it and I need to know what you guys thought of it. So in the private Facebook page, I'm going to post in there, what did you guys think? And I want all of you guys to comment on it. And if you guys aren't a part of the Facebook page, I mean, 
what are you doing? You should definitely, (laughs) you should definitely be a part of the Facebook page. It's such a motivating Facebook page. You guys encourage each other. You guys ask for each other for tips. You guys get career advice. Like it's just amazing. And I wish I had something like that when I was either in college or even now, like I use it. Like I've asked in there, like, Hey, is anyone a graphic designer? Because I was hiring for one, you know? So it's just a great place for networking and for connections. And a lot of you guys have actually met each other through there you guys will post like is anyone from new york is anyone from charlotte whatever and then you guys meet up and it's just really really cool so be sure to join that and today's reviewer of the week which i always do in every episode is coming from chloe tang and she said i love the title of the review it says i really really love this podcast and she spelled it like my podcast like the first really was r-e-a-l and then the second really was r-e-e-l and she made it known by making it all caps so i just i just had to appreciate that i've never written a review before for anything but i definitely think natalie deserves to hear this as a senior in high school this podcast is extremely meaningful to me as it shows that i don't have to have my life all figured out right now her podcasts are insightful yet relatable and it's nice to hear real life stories from both natalie and others about where life took them Natalie is truly such an inspiration and her content and genuine personality makes each podcast so special. I always look forward to them as I listen when I'm at the gym. It makes my workouts that much more interesting. I'd love to hear podcasts with any engineering friends you have as I'm thinking about becoming one. Thank you for all that you do. I love that because you are at an age where I wish that I had a podcast like this. Like I wish that I was listening to podcasts when I was a senior in high school because I feel like it would pre- would have prepared me so much more for college and for post-grad and for seeing all the different options out there. Like I don't know. I felt like when I went to college, I was very, very close-minded in the sense that I thought there was only one thing to do. I was like, I am only going to do engineering because I need to get a high-paying job and that was it. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't think of passion. I didn't think of what I wanted to do in the 20 years from now. I just thought that I needed to get a high-paying job and I know now I mean, I don't regret doing engineering at all, so this is not meant to discourage anyone. I just wish I knew the other options out there because I think I could have made a better informed decision or at least gone into it with more realistic expectations, I guess. So I am so glad that you're listening to this podcast. I hope that it helps you in any way, especially because I do interview a lot of my friends. And then you also said that you wanted an engineering friend to come on, and I'm actually interviewing someone who is... Um, a mechanical engineer right now she graduated with a mechanical engineering degree so I'm interviewing her pretty soon so be sure to subscribe and to turn I don't know can you turn on notifications on podcasts I'm not sure but if you can turn those on to make sure that you know when that one's going up I'm really excited to record that one I think it's going to be a really really great episode and thank you so much for leaving a review Chloe it makes me so so happy thank you so much I love reading your guys's reviews they really just let me see what you guys like and what you don't like so thank you so much for that And I really just want to get into this podcast because it is too good not to get into. Again, be sure to sign up for the giveaway just by downloading the app from the show notes. You're automatically entered. And let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hi, Dina. Thanks so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, So we are going to get right into setting the record straight. So this is just where we state some assumptions, some stereotypes, and you tell me if they are true or if they're false. Got it. So the first one is investing is really scary. So investing can be scary, um, but you really 
I mean, it's just about like understanding the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. And once you do that and you um, recognize that you should never invest more than you can afford to lose, then it's um, if you approach it with the right mindset, it can be really fun. Yeah, no, that's a great way to think of it because I feel like investing for a lot of people is a scary thing. I mean, even for me, like I'm just now starting to learn about it. Yeah. And I'm I don't know much about it, so I'm like, ah, like I keep holding off on it, I yeah. keep postponing it, but I feel like yeah, like you said, just don't invest more than you're willing to lose. Don't invest more than you're willing to lose and like start small. Yeah. And like dip your toe in, see how it feels, like start with stakes that are pretty low and then as you learn more and as you get more comfortable, then you should invest more. Yeah. And you need investors to start a business. False. So I've started two businesses now, one without investors and one with investors. Typically high growth like tech businesses um, it, it is more amenable to taking on investment. But mm-hmm. um, I started an agency, a marketing agency business that I didn't take any investment and I was able to what they call bootstrap and um, grow that business and eventually got acquired. So you can totally do both. It really just depends on the type of business that you want to build. Um, and yeah, you're, you're really your goals for that business. Tech ones, it is common to have investors, but for everyone else that's trying to start a business, I feel like that's the scariest part. Like, oh, well, I'm never going to get investors, but yeah. you don't need investors necessarily. You don't need investors. Yeah, absolutely. And you need to have a lot of knowledge to invest. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's always better to make investment decisions from mm-hmm. a position of like information and knowledge it's it's always going to be better to have more information um but this doesn't necessarily mean like hours upon hours of research how i've gotten started is by finding a few smart reputable sources like starting to follow them on social media starting to consume their content like um subscribing to a couple newsletters and like just staying on top of industry trends yeah um it doesn't take a ton of time and i do feel like i can gather enough um information to really feel like confident in in the investments that i make and money is still a very taboo topic yes so in particular for women Mm um i saw some statistic that said uh women would rather talk about death than talk about finances with their friends um, it's, it is taboo. Um, and I think as long as it stays taboo, um, we won't be able to have like the really honest and open discussions with our friends and our family about money that will cause us to be more confident and have more knowledge and make better money decisions. Yeah, no, that's so true. I feel like, especially with my friends now, we're all just recently graduating college. Yeah. Everyone's getting their first job and, Obviously, I mean, people don't ask everyone's salary all the time. Like, I don't think that's necessarily you don't have to say your salary. But I feel like talking about money, talking about how much you should be earning at whatever industry you're in is really important because a lot of people get ripped off, honestly. Totally. And yeah, yeah, like comparing notes is, is really important. It also protects you from like, yeah, from getting ripped off and from um, like, earning less than some of your colleagues especially your male colleagues like it's important to for women to to compare notes on on money and and salary especially totally and you need technical experience to start a mobile-based company 
Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. 
Um, you don't. It helps. Uh, I would say that, so I'm a, what they call a non-technical founder. Um, I don't have a coding background. I was lucky enough to find some great partners early on to help mm-hmm. with some of that um, work. So you don't need to be technical, but you do need to have people, um, find people that you trust to do that yeah. work. Yeah. How did you find them? Did you network a lot? Is there people from college or? Yeah. And I actually have, um, I've cycled through a few different partners to find the right one. Um, but yeah, it's just like networking Mm -hmm. and asking people for introductions and being sort of annoying when it comes to being bold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, I actually went through, I, I had, one partner didn't work out. I had another person I brought on board didn't work out. And now with my third, um, I'm finally at a place where I feel confident enough to hand off that work entirely. And so, yeah, it's, I guess my point is that sometimes it just takes a minute and finding the right people and having that chemistry is is really important. That's so good to hear that even if one partner doesn't work, it's not like, oh, the whole business yeah. doesn't work. I mean, it feels that way. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it really does feel that way. But um, I've weathered now a few of those storms and I can say that there's life on the other side of it. That's awesome. Yeah. And now tell us about yourself. So who mm-hmm. are who you are, where you mm-hmm. went to school, your background? Yeah. So I went to school um, at USC, so University of Southern California and Fordham. I actually graduated from Fordham University at Lincoln Center. Uh, I majored in communication. I had really no idea what I was going to do with that degree Mm -hmm. or really any had no idea about what I was going to do, like period, in college. Um, Shortly after I graduated, I was hired at... um, like what was one of the first social media agencies at the time it was like 2006 2007 social media was like sort of like the wild west it yeah was like, i'm surprised there was a social media agency <laughs> in 2007 yeah, yeah 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 it was definitely like wild west days um we were like doing a lot of stuff on myspace so if that's okay your listeners are probably too young to even like have had profiles there but like <laughs> that's just sort of the the level of um of work we we're doing anyway um I worked there for a few years um, and then I went to the UK for a few years and about five, six years ago, um, the person who actually hired me at the agency called me and he was like, hey, I want to start a new marketing agency. Um, Do you want to do it with me? And I said yes. And so I came back to the States. I was living in the UK at the time. So I came back and um, I co-founded a company called Agency of Trillions. Uh, it was an innovation and marketing firm, and we did a lot of really great work there. We worked with NASA, um, we worked with Oreo, like a really like wide range of clientele. And this uh, was your agency that you started? Yeah. Um, the sort of thread that ran through all of our clients was that they were working on some sort of innovation project. So for NASA, it was um, a grand challenge. They were like trying to um, crowdsource uh, solutions to um, find uh, for, for to build habitats on Mars, wow. um, and so we helped with sort of the marketing of that challenge. And then, yeah, just like really, um, really, really interesting, fun projects. A very diverse set of clientele. Did you scout that out on purpose? Like, were you looking for companies with innovations like that? Yeah. I mean, that was very much like our special sauce that we brought to the table. Um, 
because there's like a ton of traditional ad agencies yeah. that you can go to as a brand if you want like a TV spot or you want an outdoor ad. Um, but if you have something that's like a little left of center, we were a great fit for that work to help promote it. Um, so we ran that agency for a while. And then in 2017, we were acquired by Indiegogo. Indiegogo's a crowdfunding website. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while I was there, we, uh, we put together a team that ran their corporate innovation work. So um, companies like Bose, companies like P&G, they, um, they had some piece of innovation that they wanted to put onto the platform to see if it was worth um, launching on their own. So, for example, Bose had these uh, sleep... Um, they had these like earbuds that like helped like muffle the sound when you're sleeping in case your partner next to you was snoring. Yeah, <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, we have this thing. We don't know if people really want it. So we want to put it on Indiegogo and see like if people will buy it. And so we did a lot of programs like that. And then um, that was really fun. Uh, and then in 2017, 2008, like at the end of 2017, I was like, I, uh, I had gotten really into crypto. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want to... Um, do my own thing again and so that's when I left to start Gracias which is what I'm doing still today. Yeah and what is Gracias for everyone listening? Yeah so Gracias is a mission-driven company. Uh, Our mission is to get uh, Bitcoin used and really understood by people who are non-technical. We're really interested in serving young women and teens from diverse backgrounds. what we've built so far is an app. Um, the app looks like a social media or social networking app, right? There's like GIFs and emojis and uh, messaging, but at its core, it's a it's a Bitcoin wallet. So it's a way for you to store your Bitcoin and um, and send and receive it with your friends from your phone. Um, but we really wanted to design it as something that felt really sort of familiar and comfortable and unlike a lot of the other Bitcoin wallets that are available on the market. I d- like soon we'll be launching um, a way to buy Bitcoin within the app. And um, But really what we wanted to create first is just like a way to uh, have like a very social experience with Bitcoin. We felt that was really missing and could be a way to uh, entice different types of people into the Bitcoin community. Definitely. I feel like for me, Bitcoin is so foreign. I mean, I'm even foreign to investing in general. I really need help with that. (laughs) But Bitcoin especially, I feel like, is something that I don't know anything about, really, besides people talking about it, saying it's crazy how much money you could make if you invested early on (laughs) into it. You know, so, so I think that's really, really cool that you guys have made that wallet for it and that you can give it to your friends because that does start a conversation. If you're like, hey, here's a gift of Bitcoin, it's like, oh, well, what's that? You know, it starts that conversation. Exactly. And by the way, you're in the majority. Like most people, like a big part of the reason that we started the company and built this app was because of that very feeling of like, I don't know what Bitcoin is. I'm confused by it. I'm intimidated by it. I don't really really feel like it's a thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I heard that time and time again when I was talking to my friend. Like I would be like, talking about crypto and like blah, yeah. blah, 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 like how cool it is and like going on and on and on about Bitcoin and my friends would be like great Dina like that sounds amazing and like I sort of get it when you talk about it but I, like again like I'm con- like generally just intimidated I don't know how to get started yeah um and so that's really what we wanted to address head on with app how did you get started in it just by lo- following reputable sources or how 
Yeah. Um, you know, I really, uh, so I started like doing some trading, um, mm-hmm. some like investing in some trading of Bitcoin and what they call altcoins, which are like the rest of the ro- roster of cryptocurrencies yeah. that aren't Bitcoin. Um, wasn't very successful at that. Fell in love with the technology. Just became convinced that it's the future of money. I just got really excited by a money that isn't controlled by a government or by a bank. And um, I just started to believe very deeply in a in a money that was backed by math. Yeah. Um, and so I just got excited about it. And, um, and what a new an emerging asset class makes possible for the redistribution of wealth and the creation of new wealth is really powerful. And so I wanted to, like a a big part of like the mission is um, recognizing that we have, okay, we have this incredible tool at our disposal in Bitcoin, um, but if we sort of let it keep going the way it's going now, where only sort of like people who are really into tech or really into finance or investing in it and having it, then we won't be able to realize, um, or rather like we'll just create a new money that has the same dynamics of wealth and power as exists today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I, I want to get young women into the game and I want to get like different types of people into the game so that Bitcoin could really act as this like great leveling force, which I think it can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm like totally obsessed with Bitcoin. And yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's so yeah. good. Um, and so yeah, so that's why, that's really why I wanted to start this. Did you have like a day where it just sparked, like I'm going to start this company or was it kind of over time you learn re- learning more about it or like how did that idea come to your head of like exactly what Gracias is? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there actually was a moment uh, I had a team of people who were working. So I was at Indiegogo. I had a team of people who were working for me. Um, they were all like super smart, tech savvy young people um, and I wanted to get them into the Bitcoin game as well. So I had been like talking about it. None of them had any. Um, and so I decided to give them Bitcoin as Christmas gifts. It was like around the holidays. And so I went through this like hugely convoluted process to figure out a way to give them Bitcoin for Christmas. Uh, and I ended up figuring it out. It like took two weeks. It was very complicated. Um, but then when I gave them the gifts, their reactions were really surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so pumped. Like, to a degree which was really disproportionate to the value of the gift. It was yeah. only like $20 worth of Bitcoin that I gave each one, but they were really, really excited. Um, and that was really an aha moment because what it what it said to me was, okay, here's this group of people. They're young, they're urban, they're tech savvy. Like, we worked at a tech company, but there was still something that was keeping them out mm-hmm. of the Bitcoin game. And as soon as you made it, like, as soon as I made it social and as soon as I gave them skin in the game, it totally changed for them. Yeah. And... So that was that was like the aha moment for me where I was like, oh, okay, there's something in this idea of like making Bitcoin social that um, could be interesting to explore. Yeah, no, that's so cool. So yeah. what was the first step of starting your business? Like when you thought of the idea, how did you, I'm always curious, like yeah. what was the first day that you decided yeah, yeah, to yeah, start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I called a mentor um, and I talked with him about the concept. I Googled a bunch to see if there was a comp- like what the mm-hmm. competitive landscape looked like to see if there was any apps that were doing this thing exactly and um, I sort of just like wanted to get a lay of the land um, and it was really like a, like some some conversations with mentors um, and 
really getting an understanding of what the landscape is. And after that point, I was like, okay, I think I think there's something here that I want to pursue. Um, by the way, day one is the easiest day. Yeah, you're excited. <laughs> yeah, so that day was amazing. Like I can remember and be like, oh yeah, incredible. But not all the days are like that. Yeah, yeah. And did you have a business plan right away or? Yeah, so I, I mean, yes and no. Um, I always wonder because I know some people are so adamant, like you need a business plan. And yeah. other people are like, well, just go with the flow type of thing. You yeah. don't need like a full out business plan. Yeah, you know, I think what I one of the first things I did, like day two, was put together a pitch deck. So mm-hmm. for like a high growth tech business, like because I knew I needed to get investors, yeah. Um, the I, I the the pitch deck is really like the language of investing. So I wanted. So the first thing I did was put together a pitch deck. It's not like a full on business plan. It yeah. does include some financial projections and stuff like that. So I did need to like work out the revenue model and you know, all the expenses and I needed to figure all of that stuff out. But, um, it was sort of a little bit condensed because it was, um, really an investing, like those things in early stage investing, like those things are important. And an investor definitely wants to see that, like you've done your homework, you know what you're doing and like, you understand like how financial like pro forma documents look, but what's much more important at that stage is, um, is the, a clear articulation of the vision and the story and um, yeah, like being clear on what problem you're solving in the market. And how do you approach investors? Like who do you contact to set up a meeting or? Yeah. So I was really lucky to have access to what they call an angel network. So angels are high net worth individuals who invest their own money, typically in early stage companies. Um, so there's and there's a bunch of different angel networks I had access to one and I was really lucky to um just have a lot of success with that network uh mm-hmm. and all of them were sort of networked within each other as well so it, it um I'm not gonna say it was easy but yeah I, I know that um I've heard stories of other seed from pre-seed funding experiences that looked very different to mine um so i i think in terms of like advice um finding ways to be introduced to people is always better like you can definitely cold email a bunch of vc firms and a bunch of different angels to try and set up meetings but um finding someone who will make an introduction for you and who will sort of vouch on your behalf is always is yeah. always a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what were some of the challenges that you faced with Gracia starting it? I'm yeah. sure I know starting a business is not easy. So, yeah. you know, it's funny. I, the biggest challenge, like, there's a ton of challenge, like logistical challenges that I could list for you, like, like regulation, compliance. There's technical hurdles. There's um, marketing challenges. Like, there, there's. A laundry list. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the the biggest thing that I struggle with personally is maintaining a positive mental um, state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that uh, being an entrepreneur is, especially being so early stage, um, it's an uphill battle, and every day feels like you're pushing a rock rock up the hill, um, mm-hmm. and it really takes an unnatural optimism to 
keep going in the face of very little external validation and sometimes even outright rejection. Yeah. So um, I've had to do a lot of work and I've put a lot of things into place in my life to make sure I'm supported in that work to stay really positive despite everything and um, to like cultivate my own momentum. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's the most challenging thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm in community groups with uh, other founders, other female founders, and um, I, hear, I hear those same sentiments echoed um, yeah. in, in most every meeting that I have with other founders. Is, it's, it's really hard. Do you uh, like that community? You think it's important? Or? It's actually, like the, like, the most nourishing relationships I have in my life right that's now awesome. are with other founders and with other female founders in particular do you have any like morning routine that you do or rituals that you do or yeah I mean I um I'm pretty obsessed with fitness right now only yeah. because it's like I can like get that endorphin rush and oh, like yeah. you know like it like really like snaps me into um snaps me into focus so um making sure I like break a sweat every day and you know, so I'll go through phases where I have like mantras or prayers or things that like I'm doing, but um, I find that yeah, it's it's harder to be consistent there, um, and really just like just like waking up with gratitude is yeah. really truly what I try to do. I feel like that's something that a lot of people understand the technical issues or the technical challenges or yeah. challenges with money, but no one talks about your mental health in it. All. Yeah. And being an entrepreneur, I feel like seems very glamorous because yeah. you own your own business and you don't have a boss and no one's telling yeah. you what to do. Yeah. But it is really hard when it's all on you. Yeah. It has to be successful, you know, or yeah. it, I feel like that you take on so much pressure. Yeah. And it's so much pressure and I don't want that to discourage anyone who may be listening yeah. from starting their own business and from starting their own thing because it is truly rewarding and the potential upside is so great and I'm learning so much every day and I've grown so much over the past year and a half as I've that I've had Gracias um, and so you know it's it's potentially rewarding financially but also super rewarding on a personal level yeah. as well um, so, you know, anyone who's listening, like, definitely um, do it, but do it with eyes wide open, mm-hmm. knowing that there are going to be many days that are very, very hard. And, um, and yeah, that just sort of willingness to push through um, is what it's what going to it's what's going to keep you going so yeah what are the some of the differences that you've noticed I guess from your first company which was more of a marketing agency yeah. compared to this one which is definitely more technical night and day really totally <laughs> night and day yeah so the marketing agency we bootstrapped that which means that we didn't raise any money we um just had the business basically self-fund the growth um yeah. and so we got some clients in we reinvested that money in the business and we were able to sort of grow organically um and yeah that work was you know I was marketing other people's projects right like sure they were large corporations but they were things that like I didn't birth you know they were other things that other people created and so it was very you know stressful because you know managing clients is always a challenge in a way um but it's the level of like sort of skin in the game is just different when it's someone else's thing. Yeah, that's you know? so true. Like it, it's much easier to sort of car- compartmentalize that work and say, okay, 
um, I'm able to sort of like put this campaign away for the day because, uh, you know, my future doesn't depend on it. I mean, sure, of course, I want people to be happy and I want to do good work, but um, it was much more easy for me to step away from the sort of day to day and like have an evening and whatever. Um, whereas with the with this company, it's uh, it's mine. You know, yeah. it's ref- it's it's something that I've brought into the world and. It's a reflection. It's a direct reflection of my the work that I'm putting into it and the effort that I'm putting into it. And so, it's just it, the stakes feel higher, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's yeah, it's harder to to not take everything so personally because it's my own project. Yeah. And do you have your own marketing team with this, or because since you have a marketing background, yeah, did you send it out to an agency? Or? That's a great question. Um, I didn't know. I probably will get to a place where I will. Um, yeah. but since that's my background, yeah, I feel like not, you're good at that. <laughs> yeah, it's not really the thing that um, I yeah I need to bring on the team just yet. So yeah, yeah. And do you have who is your team? I guess like do you yeah. have employees? Do yeah, you- yeah. So I have um. A technical co-founder. His name is Chris Garrett. Um, he's my CTO, so he's the um, the guy referenced before about um, finding a great technical partner. Yeah. He's been amazing, and he actually um, I hired. He had a development firm um, that I hired as sort of contractors to work on some projects for Gracias, and we liked working together so much that he was like, you know what, I want to join and I want to do this with you, and so. Um, so he came on board and he brought with him the team that was at his dev shop. So I have a couple guys um, who do the development work for me. Um, I would love to make that team more diverse. So if there's any women listening that yeah. want <laughs> to get in touch And I, uh, and then there's myself and then there's Maria, my great intern who's here with us today. Um, and I, have another intern, Dustin, um, and yeah, that's it for now. We're making it work, but we're we're definitely growing um, and looking for great people. That's awesome. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, yeah, <laughs> reach out. Mm-hmm. And do you think that having your first job the, at the marketing firm that you didn't start the social media yeah. firm, do you think that helped you with starting your own business? Like, do you think it's necessary for someone to have more corporate experience that apart from their own business or? it's fine if you just jump right in? That's a great question. I think that um, having corporate experience um, can be useful because it can give you a certain level of polish Mm -hmm. um, that can be advantageous. But um, it's also interesting when people come in and make up their own rules yeah. which I feel like is more possible when you don't have corporate experience um, you know one of the things that is really top of mind for me is uh, with Gracias is that I don't come from a technical background I don't come also from a finance background yeah so I have a, like I walk around with a lot of imposter syndrome around that um, but I think also that is working in my favor not the imposter syndrome but the lack of experience in those domains because we're able to look at the industry and the problem fresh without the baggage of like having worked in finance for 15 years and that's so true and coming with like a set of expectations about how things should be done so you know I think I think both ways are possible and have their benefits 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. Because I do think that sometimes people put too much pressure on you have to have corporate experience first. Yeah. Versus just jumping right into it. And then yeah. other people might not take you seriously if you don't. You know, so I think that having that that there's benefits to both sides is like really important for a lot of people to hear yeah and I think if you don't have corporate experience like you just gotta find some great mentors that can help you with some of the questions that will inevitably come up and that would probably be true like either way yeah Um, but I really recommend like uh, mentorship and finding great people that you can lean on um, that maybe have more experience that's that's always been really useful for me yeah, that's so true. And what is your goal for Gracias? There was a book that was written, uh, that was launched like two months ago. It was called Bitcoin Billionaires. And it's about um, the Winklevoss twins and the incredible wealth that they've amassed as a result of um, some very early Bitcoin investments. And so my goal is the next time that that book gets written, um, maybe in 10 years or in 15 years time, it's written about a young woman who's maybe like 15 now and no one knows who she is no one knows like the town that she's growing up in um but she's getting started on on gracias today and i don't know what she'll go on to like build or invest in um but she was able to get started in bitcoin because there was a product that was made expressly for her um so my goal would be like to create the next generation of bitcoin billionaires out of young women that's amazing. I think yeah. you're doing a really great job. Nice. <laughs> and what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Um, is this is a tricky one. I know. <laughs> I always add this just because I love hearing other people's advice. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be the best, but just yeah, yeah, what's yeah. a piece of advice yeah. that has helped so you? So I read this book, The Power of Now, a couple of years ago. And it's been hugely influential on my life. Um, and one of the things that the author talks about is... Um, asking yourself whenever you're feeling sort of down or in distress asking yourself the question what problem do I have right now and 99.9% of the time unless like you're being chased by a tiger yeah you won't have any problems you'll have made up stories about things that will be problems in the future or have been problems in the past but like typically in the moment that you're in you're fine Um, and so just sort of remembering that like remembering to stay in the moment and like keeping that front of mind has given me like an incredible gift of time mm-hmm. um, that I think has really served me well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have loved having you on the podcast. It's been so much fun. And also learning about what Gracias is, how you started yeah. is really, really cool because I do think that it's really important what you're doing because so many people don't know about Bitcoin. They don't know about how to start investing in it. So having yeah. that, you made that for younger people, especially yeah. is really, really cool. Thank you. Yeah. That's I it. love it. So anything you want to shout out here? Any links? Any? Um, yes. So follow us on Instagram. It's at gracias app. It's at get gracias. And, uh, yeah, just be in touch if you want to work with us. Like we're always looking for people to collaborate with and like, definitely hit us up awesome so thank you so much Mm -hmm. everyone go and follow them i'll obviously have everything in the show notes but i really loved having you on thank you so much for having me 
How great was that episode? Let me know if you guys took notes. Let me know what your takeaway was from this. I loved it so much. I am so inspired by people who are paving their own way and paving their own path and doing such cool things like creating an app where you're making a Bitcoin wallet. I'm sorry. I don't even think I would have the capacity to know where to begin with that. And I feel like that's what I like about interviewing these people is that when you first hear of it, you hear of the app, gifting Bitcoin, Bitcoin wallet, being able to buy Bitcoin from the app in the future. And you think, okay, there's no way I could never do that. Like, I don't even know where to begin. But when you hear their stories on how they began, it makes it seem a lot easier. And that's not to diminish them at all. It just makes it seem more like you can do it too. If you look at the big picture, yeah, it looks hard, but really dissect it day by day and see what people did and their experiences and also realizing that it was tough for them like you're gonna have tough days that doesn't mean you give up I feel like it just makes it a lot more approachable and that's what I really love about interviewing people like Dina so thank you so much Dina for coming on the podcast of course as I said and then again if you guys want to win a $100 Glossier gift card sign up using the link in my show notes Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys next week, next Monday with another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.